friend is a buddy that you love we bring him on the show to teach us some stuff and when the show comes to an end if anyone asks you must contend jason and kelsey have friends jason and kelsey have friends all right welcome to jason and kelsey have friends i'm jason and i'm kelsey and we are two bay area asians learning from our friends i can say this unequivocally i have never seen a guest's eyes light up more during the song than i have seen today's (laughs) episode's guest lighting up their eyes during the song yeah yeah yeah. i can say that for a fact yes um and i can say for a fact that our guest just has very lit up eyes oh my goodness (laughs) that's just one of their their traits oh my goodness you know how they say that you can see like a lit candle up to like two or three miles away oh yeah eyes it's (laughs) the candle is our guest's eyes (laughs) you can see them from space listen two things you can see from space great wall of china our next guest size. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the lit up eyes does help. The it's very, it, yeah. I feel yeah. I feel lifted because it, not yeah. only that, uh, people don't know, it is morning time. And yeah, this, this is, is a bit a of a change for us. Yes, yeah. we are we awake are. in the morning. And some are starting real cold. Yes. <laughs> I'll be okay. That, I was talking about me, but okay. Oh, okay. Hey, I assume room. you've been awake since like six because you have children. I have. That oh, is true. Okay. But I that does not mean that I am not exhausted okay but it's good it's fine yeah i love my kids my kids are great and even though you have children you're still constantly learning yep right listen when you stop learning it's not good (laughs) (laughs) so i think that's what the saying is i've really been nailing sayings sayings (laughs) this lately yeah but i did i did learn something this uh this week but i'm gonna tell you what i learned this week in the form of a question to you jason okay sure do you know when the 13th amendment was ratified i i have no idea okay uh the the i can guess the yeah. uh, 60s 1960s this is your guess <laughs> um 1860s okay yeah no that's very good it's 1865 so very whoa you're very yeah that was great <laughs> holy smokes like you're surprised by how close you were yes oh, okay <laughs> i thought you like deducted because the civil war was around 1860 no deduction i just pulled a number <laughs> out from the out of thin there. air yeah well done that wasn't actually the real question but i was going oh, to okay ask you so <laughs> the U.S. government, uh, the U.S. ratified the Thirteenth Amendment, abolishing slavery, as we all know, in uh-huh. 1865. Yeah, I would like you to guess when Mississippi, as a state, ratified the Thirteenth Amendment. Give me your guess. Oh, um, 2015. I don't know. <laughs> 2013 is when wow. Mississippi ratified I'm the Thirteenth really Amendment. I know. That's a very, holy, very good guess. Holy yeah. smokes. But. <laughs> wow. Your guessing is on point. You need, we need to be doing more morning podcasts because you are. I'm on, on fire right now. My holy Lord. Smokes. Um, but isn't that crazy? Is that apparently because of the movie Lincoln, which was released in 2012, there was a Mississippi resident who then dug in to see if Mississippi had actually ratified the 13th wow. Amendment. They found out that there was some filing or clerical issue, 
with the ratification process for the state of Mississippi. Uh huh. And so they formally ratified it 148 oh. years later, which I oh, guess because there was a it was a clerical issue. It wasn't just like uh, opposition. Well, it was kind of a clerical issue, but it was like most states I think had ratified pretty soon after 1865. Uh huh. Mississippi, for whatever reason, did not. Yeah. Then in 1995, oh. they like brought it up again, and then they ratified it. But then there was that's where there was, there was some clerical up. issue with the U.S. archivist. Yeah, but I was like, I guess presumably in Mississippi, the Thirteenth Amendment was not fully <laughs> appreciated. <laughs> wow, okay. until 2013. Yeah, which is crazy to me. So you're saying it's fully appreciated now? Now it's fully appreciated. Oh, okay. It's it's so. it's fair value, fully appreciated. Okay. Like you could take. So we're good. You were we're good. I think. All right. So we're moving to Mississippi. <laughs> I. And second thing I learned this week is Mississippi real estate is very cheap because I will be moving out there shortly. Um, that's what I learned. It was cra- that's crazy to me that it took that like almost that, 150 that years is, later. Yeah. And it's interesting that it was because of the movie. Uh, listen, this is why movies matter, okay? They're important, and we need to recognize their importance, and we are not bringing this up again. Okay. As a side personal conversation, no one on the back no understands. No one listening understands <laughs> your feelings about old movies. Oh, we're going to do a whole episode on we this. We cannot, because it would be too negative. <laughs> <laughs> From you. It would be too negative from, from you. From oh me. my gosh. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, I guess, movies, what did you learn this week? I learned something about The Matrix. All right. And how it's real. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I watched the original Matrix a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Because I have a friend who had never seen it before. Side question. Does it still hold up? It really does. Yeah, 2000. It is very good. Yeah. It is still very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And okay. in fact, some so much time has passed that I had forgotten a bunch of it, and it was actually a, it was nice to rewatch. Yeah, okay. because I feel like my understanding of it has changed. Oh, yeah, uh, just because I, I'm You're more uh, aware. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what but, does it, uh, <laughs> how does it feel to be enlightened? <laughs> Feels good. Um, but the thing that I learned about the movie is there's a character whose name is Tank. In yes, the film. and it's like kind of a beloved like character yes. because you know he's just like such a optimistic like nice dude yeah, yeah. and he is pretty critical because he's like the operator or whatever yeah, yeah. and then he gets um attacked right that's right so yeah by uh by cypher by cypher cypher yes. yeah exactly um and what i learned is the actor who played um tank yeah is his name is marcus chong and he is half asian Really? Yeah. Isn't that surprising? It is. I kind of got those vibes from him, though. There's a little bit of a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I looked into it, and he's half Asian. And yeah. then what's tangentially, I guess, interesting is that he he was adopted. And the reason his last name is Chong is because he was adopted by Tommy Chong. No. Like, like <laughs> Cheechin Chong? Cheechin Chong. Yes. What? And Tommy Chong is also half Asian. Oh, I thought Tommy Chong was full Asian. No, no, no. He's oh, half wow. Asian. He's like Asian Canadian. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Love Tank. So I, I know so, exactly what you're talking about. So Tank Marcus Chong is also like half Asian. He's not a quarter Asian. Yeah. This is an adopted dad. That's great. Yeah. Were there you, you just go. Looking up famous secondary characters who are Asian. <laughs> is that a Wikipedia article that you? It can was a search? pretty short dive into Wikipedia where I was oh, okay. like Matrix Tank. 
Marcus Chong. Why were you looking at him in the first place, though? Huh? Because I, I, I suspect no, I was curious who played him. I see. And yeah. then you saw the last name. Because I, I don't think I've seen him in any subsequent like work. So he, I was just curious. Yeah. I think side fact, someone please fact check me, but I believe that the tank character like disappears in the sequels. Yeah, it doesn't appear in the sequels. Yeah. It is supposedly because of a uh, dispute. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I, he yeah, was yeah. great. I love that character. Yeah. yeah. So I can't speak to like his character Marcus character <laughs> you know as a as a person because of this dispute but i can tell you that he's half asian great <laughs> i kind of want to rewatch the matrix now. and they filmed uh matrix 4 in san francisco mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. perhaps our guest who is residing in san francisco now can, can tell us all about it <laughs> what is what is neo that's the real reason we have him here that that's what we're talking about today yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay well well yeah speaking of the guest um i'd like to welcome to the podcast and this bio just to pre- you know just prepare everybody is quite long yeah i just like to clarify only jason would like to do this i am at i am lukewarm <laughs> at best <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> thanks for that uh so i'd like to welcome he is a senior product manager at shopify formerly a senior product manager at avaz and a senior technical product manager at warby parker when he is not busy managing products, he is a product coach at The Product Therapist and a manager at The Manager School. But again, most impressively, he is a graduate of the Jerome Fisher Program in Management and Technology at the University of Pennsylvania, where he met and interacted with very important people. A former lip syncer for Pennsylvania 65000, Penn's premier comedy acapella group, a proud alumnus of The Harker School, founder of the Awakened Meditation app, founder and CEO of Athlete, with octopus arms on the dance floor. Muggles know him as Ravi Mishra, but I know him as Lix. It's Ravi Mishra! I do want to say, I believe Jason gets paid per word every time he says the word product and the word manager. Yes, exactly. So Jason conservatively made $3,000 just then. That's right. Good job. That's right. That's a little side hustle of mine. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm lukewarm, because you're not doing any rev share with me. Oh, I see. <laughs> but I'm the one saying the words, so. I mean, I'm supporting you in saying that the is words, true. am I not? Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. But, you are here. Uh, so you, you go by Lix, so I'm going to call you Lix. But Great. It's very nice to see you, Lix. Nice to see you, too. Nice How to are you, you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a, it's a rainy morning that turned into a sunny morning, yeah. so. It's because of the eyes. <laughs> yeah, you're you're lighting us up. It's very. I want <laughs> I want people to like see a picture. Like I, everyone listening, do that your homework. Just go on the website jasonandkelsey.com, look up the picture of Lex, and tell me just take personally it just take it that in. those eyes don't light up a GD room. You go ahead and tell me that. <laughs> so San Francisco, did you were you around when they were filming Matrix Four? I I I might have been. I actually don't know. Great. <laughs> Great. Were I was you? actually consulted as the city expert. Wow. Um, okay. You know. Actually, another side question is, where did you get the nickname or real name? Real like, fake name. Real fake name. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know. We're actually not told by a 125-year-old, uh, you know. Organization. Yeah. It's 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 secret on purpose. Is this the Pen 6? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A 125-year-old institution. Actually, yes. it was. it's probably well, like it's 140 older now. now. It's been a long we time. We celebrated 125 when, when I was there. Yeah. Get out of here. I thought Pen 6 was something that like 
you know, a few dudes in like the nineties started. I didn't realize it was a, well, that's a good assumption. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ancient acapella group. Is it? Because I had to do some research for Jason's wedding. Yeah. I questioned the 125 years, but sure. Perhaps we can question follow. away. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there, there, there's definitely proof. It's like, Slightly ominous how you said that. There's oh, there is definitely proof. There is a body laying somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if you do some carbon dating, you'll find Goodness. it. Yeah. Anyway, definitely. Well, Lex, I the my my first official question I'd like to ask is how do you know Jason? Brock, Jason, uh, waltzed into our into a room we were holding auditions in my junior year, and uh, just brought the house down with his with his with his voice. We heard it today. Were you were you in the room when he auditioned? Oh yeah. What yeah. Were, what, did you and you didn't know him before? Yeah, he walked in with that same guitar, and we were like, oh, "Yo, okay. this is an acapella." Wow. <laughs> wow. And then doing? he started with, "A friend is a buddy." <laughs> that. Um. So, but and you never met him before. What was your first impression of Jason when you walked in? Um. He was. He was. You know. He's from Saratoga. And I was just like, yes. Like, like <laughs> this guy. This guy is the best. Wow. Wow. That was your. You, you were like looking just at the paper, and you from. were clearly very biased. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, I was. I was looking. You know, I was looking at more than paper. If you know what I mean. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Some people light up their eyes. Other people light up. The buns for Cody. You, you I know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know what I mean. I'm just putting that out there. I think I. I think I know what you mean. I am digging for clues. Yeah, I, I can see that you're doing. I was that. digging yeah, as I well. Am. I was digging as well. And I am hitting nothing. Yeah, these lips are sealed. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so so he he crushed it. What did he? Perform? He crushed it. He performed. I, I don't remember what. It was uh, yeah, there's exactly. no way you remember. There's no way I remember. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias. No, but but the actual correct. interesting part of the story is he, I believe, got into multiple acapella groups because he's really good, um, and. Um, and and I was somewhat involved in convincing him to not join like significantly better acapella groups and yes. instead wow. cast his lot in with like a bunch of idiots. Yes. And, oh, okay. uh, he's not forgiven me since. And nice. I'll probably go to my grave not being forgiven. Great. I mean, with a <laughs> sweet that, nickname like Brock, I mean, why would he be mad? That's that and that was that that was the high point. Uh, that is exactly how it happened. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no dispute like at all like, from you. Like I I went into college really looking forward to the acapella experience because yeah. I grew up singing. Okay. Um, and Penn has a very famous, like prestigious, like acapella group called What's Off it called? the Beat. Be- beat Offs? No, be- Off the Beat, right? Off the Beat, yeah. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I just, I forgot. <laughs> I would have guessed that too. Um, and, and Penn has a very rich acapella culture. So there's, there's actually a ton of groups. So I tried out great. for a bunch. Um, yeah. Basically, it was a decision between choosing Off the Beat, which was, you know, obviously the most famous group at the school they've won um, awards and whatever yeah, um, yeah, yeah 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 and then i didn't i hadn't even heard of like pen six before mm-hmm. going to pen um and then this guy licks here uh-huh. just incessant just incessant because really? you because you get like a week or so to make your decision right where you get to meet the group and you get to talk to them and whatnot yeah. and this guy who's just like texting me daily wow. like just like arranging for meetups like inviting me over to hang out it's just like it was intrusive <laughs> wow. it's, it's it's good that you didn't exist uh, this didn't exist in the world of smartphones because just block that number yeah, yeah. <laughs> block. oh i knew where he lived uh, okay. yeah wow yeah he was, this is he would, very revealing of you as a would, person i you know he would show, his, show up unannounced i had yeah. his address yeah i had an address and a list of his flaws yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, i actually so, learned something just now too i didn't realize that you pen had like 
multiple acapella groups. like too many there were yeah it's definitely too many, too many. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's still too um, many because oh, okay. i think <laughs> i think it has to do with like Penn has this very pre-professional culture so a lot of yeah. people are trying to start things so instead of joining a group it's like start your own oh you know because then okay. it's like i yeah. did this i started i'm an entrepreneur oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, many founders are there on upenn re- resumes i'd love to know tons right. they're all founders yeah oh, okay. everyone's a founder love it um but yeah, so I guess at the end of the day, he he succeeded. Yeah, yeah, he won. and and I decided that you know it 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 would be more fun to spend four years in a group that was doing comedy, was having a good time, and like oh. and were really like palling palling around, and clearly were fond of each other rather than um, my impression of the we, other group we didn't was fondle each other. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he's fond of each other. Fond, like fond that. Of, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I said, I said too much. Um, this is a pre-professional group, <laughs> <laughs> so we got to keep that on the down low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the other groups were a bit more staid. If Ooh, that, I that see. makes sense. A little yeah. bit more. Uh, uh, let's call it uh, surface level. Was that a fair way to say it? A little bit more uh, official. They just, they just wanted me for my voice. And, oh, I see. And my face, you know, and pff, and my body, and no. <laughs> I have just one word to say: barf. <laughs> Jason, what were your impressions of Alex when you first? Oh met? God! Oh, this guy was a fool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my impression. I was Great. like, this guy is strange. Great. Um, I mean, beyond like the the group connection, he was also in the same like college program as as me, so. I knew that he must be intelligent, but it did not come across. <laughs> Man, Jason does a lot of sizing up of people right off the bat. You, you look smart enough. <laughs> well, yeah. interesting. Okay. All right. And and this, this uh, loose association has endured for... For Certainly many years at this point. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. 2006, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and joining the group, honestly, was like probably the best thing I did at Penn. Really? Yeah. It was just an incredible four years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. And all the people were incredible. I love yeah. pretty much everybody in the group. When I when I think back on it, I'm just so happy. It warms your heart a bit. Yeah, yeah. When I, th- when you know. And there were a yeah. ton of uh, Penn 6 members who were at your wedding, I remember. Yes. And that was, yes, yes, that yes, was yes. impressive. Yeah. So a, a very, very important on mass yeah, group they, of they dudes. They all rolled yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. Well, are, so we're going to obviously, we're obviously going to talk about acapella on this <laughs> episode, of course. So yeah, Lix, that's what we about, right? No? no. That's, that, that's, that's, that's what we're here to talk about, right? If we were, Lix might not be the best person <laughs> to have on to talk about I acapella. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He was one of the non-singing I was, members. I of was. Uh, I, I. I really helped helps the bring the overall average of talent level to a more appreciable, you know, a, a, more, a, a more a more a more attainable level. Was the lip syncing thing true? I thought that was just like a backhanded compliment, but <laughs> that's that's what they wished. Wow. <laughs> he just wouldn't not make sound. Oh, I see. Yeah. So Lix was the eye candy of the group. <laughs> yeah. He was the one who put the butts in the seats. He was the sizzle. I I, I learned steak. a lot about marketing from from you know yeah. really giving a lot of tickets away and pissing off Jiggy. That's great. Yeah. He's a yeah. I mean, it's important to have that kind of uh, skill set and energy in any group, right? Yeah, yeah. He's doing all the recruiting. He's like really out there. Got it. Yeah. 
Great. <laughs> nice. Great. Nice. So, so acapella, what is that about? <laughs> or are we not talking about it? <laughs> we really don't have to deep dive anymore on so this. We, so we are not talking about acapella It's like It's today. like just voices, really. Yeah, it's just listen. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's just, done now. It we is just, just voices. Yeah, but uh, Lix, we brought you on to talk about uh, meditation. meditation. Wow, and you—it seems like you have a pretty extensive background on meditation. Um, would would you want to walk us through? That yeah, piece? how you? Yeah, how did you get into it? Um, yeah, I've been practicing meditation for 13, 14 years at this point. Is it because um, of Jason, when you first met him, you it, were like, "Oh God, I need to center myself," <laughs> because it seems like you guys you met when you started meditation. Something like that. Is yeah. That it, everything really comes from Jason. Wow. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's I mean, how I see the world. That's yeah. how we got yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I um, you guys. No, no, no. It's great. Uh so okay, gosh. Uh practically speaking, I took a class senior year, actually, when I was a senior uh-huh. at, at Penn and uh it was on Zen on Zen Buddhism. Uh and the prof had a really interesting uh challenge for us. He said you can take this class and uh not meditate and get an A. And it would be like taking a class on riding a bike and not actually riding the bike. And I was uh. like, I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Oh. And I made friends with this classmate of mine. And like, you know, we were like studying late night at uh, what's the library? Van Pelt. Van Pelt. Uh-huh. One night it was like late in Van Pelt. And you no, know, we went back to one of some of the shelves. And, um, and for the first time in my life, you know, I sat down and, uh, and I meditated and it was pretty wild. Whoa. Wow. First meditation in Van Pelt. In Van Pelt, Man. late night. I'm spent, talking late night, like in the shelves where no one's going to find you. I've wow. spent so little time in that library. I'm surprised <laughs> I remember the name. I really, that was the only time I was ever there, actually. I hated <laughs> oh, okay. being there. It wasn't, wasn't my, my, my thing. But yeah, no, it was, it was really. What was it like? What was so crazy about it? Well, I, I can tell you, but I actually think, what if we tried it? No. Okay. Right here, yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Do, do it live. And Let's do it live. This is scint- scintillating content. Twenty yeah. minutes of silence. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're going to hear all twenty minutes. <laughs> we might make it shorter for for, yeah, for, yeah. for your listeners. All seventeen <laughs> minutes of it. <laughs> I, but I'm totally down to try. Okay, let's yeah, do let's do it. Let's okay. do it. You know, so I'll, I'll set us up to do a really basic practice, um, and then we can just have a conversation after about Sweet. how that was. I'm so nervous. Yeah, it's nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like uh, you know, before we before we get into it, I was like, you know, trying to trying to be a little funny and goofy by talking about it like it was a sensual thing, but it actually like is a very sensual thing to just be with yourself and feel your own body, you know, moment to moment. It's, That's why I'm nervous. Yeah, it's nervous. It's yeah. nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna right. we're gonna feel that nervousness and everything else. Um, let's just start. You can. Close your eyes if that feels good, or just like gently rest your eyes in a half-closed state. We're just going to start by feeling the ground. And so feeling the chair, we're being supported, our weight is being supported by the floor and the chair. Just allowing the attention to start to take that in. Maybe just taking a moment here to reflect on the experience. What are you curious about? What did you notice? 
what's alive for you after having done that? It's totally okay if the answer is, oh my God, (laughs) I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) But just noticing all of those thoughts, all of the thoughts that are coming up. And when you're ready, you can start to bring some movement back into your body and open your eyes. So I'm super Man, curious. my posture is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How was it? Um, it was interesting. It was shorter than I thought it would be. Okay. Uh, the thing that would take me away from just like counting and trying to observe the breath was the colors that I was seeing. Oh, wow. What colors that, were you seeing? Is that interesting? No. Oh, yeah. That's I was, very interesting. I was seeing like there were a lot of patterns and colors is what I was saying. And they were kind of like pulsing. Wow. And mostly like greens and blues, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's interesting, but but that's that's the thing that I was noticing. And I'd be like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm supposed to like, you know, be, be focusing on the breath. <laughs> but it was, yeah, because it was like right in front of me. It's, it's a, yeah. It's, right in front uh, of you. It was right in front of me the whole time. Um. Other than that, I guess my hands were quite warm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think like in noticing the breath, it was hard for me to notice it when it was inside my body. Mm. Easier to notice when it's like passing, like like you said, the nostrils, nostrils. or my mouth or, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then noticing my kind of like diaphragm or my chest like expanding a little bit, but like I wasn't feeling the breath like within the membranes of the body. I don't know if that was like if that's a part of it, but no, no, I mean, that, that was a thought that I was having, which is like, it kind of disappears mm. once it gets past like the nasal cavity, I guess. Mm. Yeah. The sinuses. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the main observations. Yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned at the end, going back to the ground and like, I realized that my butt was hurting. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, this chair is stiff." <laughs> and I was like, "You're like, imagine the ground supporting you." And I was like, "I feel bad for the ground because I, I feel like I, I feel like my sit bones are digging a hole into into its face." Um, have you ever done anything like this before? Um, I may have done like short little things here and there, but n- nothing. Yeah, I would say just like completely inexperienced with this sort of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. How, how's it for you, Kelsey? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, um, or when we met, you asked, oh, what do you have a practice? I don't, but this is very similar when pre-pandemic I used to do yoga mm-hmm. and I did uh, Shavasana and I got like very strong Shavasana vibes. So, I it, it, this wasn't like the first time when I was getting into it and it was very like familiar, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um similar with shavasana they tell you to let your mind wander and it's crazy to just like my my mind was not going toward colors which is cool i actually wanted to follow up with you on that but i just was going by thoughts and the idea that you can just think of anything and but then it helps you think of nothing almost because it's like you almost have an internal monologue and then it just almost feels like an echo in your mind but then there were times where you would bring up 
go back to the breath and i was like oh cr-. like yeah and it's almost like a reset because then you kind of recourse correct and then it just almost was like branches of a tree where i was going off on one tangent coming back to the breath and coming into a completely different tangent coming back to the breath so it was mm-hmm. it was interesting where it just kind of felt like words almost coming out of my mind and then just disappearing mm. and so it was uh it was very nice but every also this chair is very uncomfortable, as I realize. <laughs> uh, Isn't that so interesting that, you you know, we sit in these chairs yeah. all the time and then, like, we don't notice it. Totally, totally. And then the other thing, too, was I, I think Jason was talking about the breath in his nose, but I almost imagine the air in the room and where, like, your body, you're just, like, hyper aware of your body. Hmm. There was a point oh. where I was like, where does my body start and where does oh, the wow. air begin? It was really <laughs> odd because there was some like little movements or like maybe there was like a slight oh, I like, see. Air, like air transfer mm-hmm. that kind of brushed against my hand. And I was like, oh, what was that? Because I was oh, like that scratching was me myself. You. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, was actually very all, all of us were just like touching We're just you touching slowly. you. Oh, was yeah. I the only one with my eyes closed? <laughs> None of us I were I was meditating. the only one with my eyes closed. Okay. <laughs> I suddenly, like I found my hand was in a cup of water and I really have to pee now. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, very yeah. weird. Um, did we do it right? I don't know if we did it right. I don't know. No, everyone did it wrong. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> it felt wrong. It felt wrong going in. It felt wrong coming out. When you said, so right. When you said that there's no right or wrong way to do it, I was like, he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said Jason, Jason thought, I am nailing this. <laughs> I would be the greatest meditator of all time, I think. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. I, there's also the um, the mindlessness of it and just like the simplicity of it make, makes you kind of forget about a lot of the things I was thinking about coming in and there's almost like a reset. So that was that was nice. Yeah. And it's almost like these like really simple things. I recently there was a I did an activity with like my coworkers where it was something as mundane as just putting together like wooden puzzles. And then like I built a Ferris wheel thing mm-hmm. and it's got like little wooden pieces and you're just supposed to like, you know, there's instructions. It's not hard and you just put everything together. And it's just like I keep forgetting that you work for Santa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, I got paid time and a half because it was overtime, and I just threw it in a bag. And then he, like, uh, my manager, just like, Um, but but one thing after we we did it because like it was I I have a sometimes very stressful job is just taking your mind out of things, Mm -hmm. and even for it was like you know an hour, and it every and I just felt a lot better about just like everything. It was Mm kind of nice. Okay. Yeah. I had one um, thought where I'd recently heard about a, f- a friend of a friend, I guess, who's who has gotten very into meditation and to the point where they meditate um, an hour every day. And I guess most of the meditations end with them sobbing and crying um, mm. very strongly. I haven't personally spoken with this person about, about this experience, but there was a moment in there where I thought about that. And then I was like, oh, I guess I can see why that might happen. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to say more about that? No. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. No, I think, well, I think the reason why I thought of it was because I could feel some emotion. Yeah. Which I guess isn't what I was expecting going into it. Right. And I was like, okay, so I can see how this might be. If you amplified it enough, right. Then it might cause that kind of reaction. Yeah. I thought the color thing was interesting. 
Yeah, there there was a, a moment during the the color sensing where I thought to myself, maybe I am a synesthete. Oh, where you mm. associate like feelings with colors? Is that yeah, something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where you kind of take in the world through color, like mm-hmm. music and, and whatnot. Yeah. Do you, Do you find yourself doing that? No, but I I got excited by that. Oh, great! <laughs> great. I was like, yeah, I've, heard, I've unlocked a new yeah. power. <laughs> I've heard these crazy things that that's what. That's what people who really enjoy math are like, is that they'll associate it with feelings. So they'll be like, mm, yeah, the yeah. number two where they is s- warm. Where they sense the numbers yeah. uh, mm. a bit more deeply. Right. And yeah. and, and they, their understanding of it is just more emotional almost, mm-hmm. which makes them, I guess, better. Like they can understand math better because of that. Yeah, because they're taking it in, in more than one way. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Jason... Five times three, go. Go. Fifteen. You always wanted nice. to do math. Always to you do math. always want to do math. And I then always I want end to up see having you to do, do math. math. I know. To correct your math. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Seventeen times seven. Oh God. That's a trick question. No answer. <laughs> you got it. 119. <laughs> Very good. Very nice. Very, Very nice. <laughs> trick question 17 times seven. Only question with no answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you had a single digit on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was great. I mean, so um, what type of meditation yeah, was that? So I study in I study in Zen for almost fourteen years. I was sort of just sitting by myself, like I'd sit twenty thirty minutes a day or something like that, like maybe a bit longer occasionally. When I was I graduated in two thousand eight, I moved to Boston. I found the Cambridge Zen Center, and I would go there every mm-hmm. now and then, and that was a cool place to be. Um, and then when I moved to New York, I, I took a trip for a little while in 2013 and like found a Tibetan Buddhist monastery in India that I stayed at for a little while, wow. uh, like a month or so. Um, and then in the past, yeah, five, six, seven, eight years, I was living in New York and I found there's this place called Zen Mountain Monastery. It's part of the Mountains and Rivers Order of Zen Buddhism, I think, or something like that is the full name. And uh, yeah, I've been practicing with them like sort of as a training student for five six years now wow is that ongoing as well like you're still yeah yeah i have a teacher i um i go to the monastery as frequently as i can haven't been since the pandemic started but Mm -hmm. that'll probably change next year and um yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing it's a whole it's a whole thing and so i encountered meditation in the form of zen and uh i was really touched by you said you didn't know where your skin ended where your skin ended and the air began. And like one of the core tenets of Buddhism, of all all forms of Buddhism is the idea that we, there's no such thing as a enduring independent self. Like in, you know, we, if we like examine it, like we can kind of see it, right? Like we're always changing. Like we're, we're always changing. Um, We're always influenced by the things and people around us, by the conditions around us. Um, So much of our lives are conditioned by our parents and like all of this stuff. But, but we hold in our mind and there's this gap, you know, between our narrative and our reality. And we hold in our mind a sense of self that is a enduring, like sort of independent, like sense of self. But like when we really perceive the nature of reality, we don't know where our skin ends. Right. And, and that's like, you know, an experience that you just like touched into on that's like right. a random wow. Sunday morning. I, I nailed it. <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, you, you did meditation right. You <laughs> You did it right. I think what we should do is we should compare how wrong Jason did it compared to me because I did it. Yeah. In Zen Buddhism, colors don't exist. Yeah. In Zen Buddhism, blue and green mean you're doing it wrong. 
I felt like the way you were reciting, the, the way you were kind of directing the practice, I was like, this is a Headspace episode or something because <laughs> it felt very, it felt very um, natural and it felt very nice. And I was, I, um, I thought you were going to use a British accent. Uh, I, that, I, isn't I actually, what meditation is. I actually was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. whoa. Yeah. Oh, again, Jason did it completely wrong. You didn't hear the British accent. <laughs> no, you I didn't did hear not. him say, breathe in governor. You <laughs> yeah. didn't hear that part. Yeah. He was, uh, feel the crumpets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I did notice that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> um, was there anything particularly? Let me take a step back. Was there anything that drove you to want to learn more about Zen Buddhism? Like, were mm. you at a crossroads in your life at some point, or was it really just this class that made you interested? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. It's a really interesting question because it, um, you know, Buddhism is a, it's a, as you were talking about, right. It, mm-hmm. With, when it comes to, to, to Taoism, but like Buddhism started in India with a dude mm-hmm. um, and it's spread all over the world and it's like picked up things from different places and it's constantly evolving as a set of teachings and practices. Mm-hmm. Um, Zen is uh, a combination of Indian, J- Chinese, and Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. It's most, most clearly Japanese and that Zen is a Japanese word, but it actually draws a lot of influence from China. Um, and it like, my teacher's like, you know, he's like, Zen is like a little bit more like Chinese than it is Indian or Japanese. Like that's his like take on it. It's just like sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. You know whatever. What does that, in terms of the amount of influence? In terms of the, the, Chinese, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. There's actually particular people who are, you know, supposed to by legend or by, you know, history or whatever, like be, be the people who carried it from one place to another. Um, so Dogen is this Japanese Zen master who was thought to, it was like, we know pretty concretely, like went from Japan to China, learned from Chinese masters and brought it back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sort of credited. Um, mm. and so, yeah. And so there's people along the way that have like moved it from one place to another. Um, your question was just to come back to what you said. Yeah. What, what did you ask? How did we get, get into this? Like what, what, you, what, what was there a trigger point for you? Like oh, what was oh, the driver? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the class? So, or, yeah. Right, right. So, and so as it's come to the West, it's been very interesting in America is a lot of people go to Buddhism. Like if I think about most of the people that I study with and most people that I know that have gotten into it, they've come to it from a place of like really being sort of like desperate to some degree. Like there's a, yeah. a large community that's like recovering from addiction and things like that. And there's a lot of Buddhist teachings that speak to the heart of what addiction is like there's some ways of thinking about our whole lives as like different like sorts of addictions Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that's interesting for me is i try to like talk to people about this is like actually i was it was like none of that for me Mm. i just like took this class and like had this experience at like the library late one night and then like did it again and did it again and just thought it was like freaking cool right and like Uh i had no other way in and it was just like i just like kept thinking oh this is cool and i'm like interested in how my mind works and i feel like each day week month year that i kept practicing i got like more insight into like how my mind mm-hmm. works like minute to minute moment to moment mm. um and that's kind of what kept me going is like i took this class and this teacher was like sit take this class and keep a journal i'm going to tell you what zen says and like you journal about what's true for you and what's not true for you and like that second semester senior year um was like pivotal in my life because I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I was in love for the first time. I was uh, smoking weed for the first time. I was yeah, like in a very yeah, yeah. like sort of like 
experiential, like oh. whatever, or like a experimental yeah, yeah, headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was examining, you know, I, I wrote this journal, I go back and read it regularly where it's like, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, it was oh. me com- like for me, my practice with Zen is personal. Like it's, yeah. it's not like, um, you know, I can tell you that there's a, there's, there's a, a, a narrated reality to our lives that sits on top of our layer of experience and that that gets in the way of us experiencing like the moment to moment. I'm not supposed to do this, but the, yeah. the moment to moment, you know, reality of life. But like for me, I, I, I felt it back then and I was like, well, okay. And then like, well, what is this attachment? And like, you know, who are these people you included who I was just absolutely both of you included who I was absolutely in love with. Right. And like I was surrounded by all these great people and these friendships. And I was in this time in my life where it was going to end. Like there was an ending yeah. point. I mean, mm-hmm. you remember how wonderful that year was. Yeah. We had the house, mm-hmm. you know, we like we're throwing these crazy it was, parties. It was peak. It was yeah, peak. Yeah, yeah. Throwing it was peak. parties. Yeah. Oh, we were, we were, we, were throwing, like, we were surprisingly throwing some pretty <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> parties. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you were kind of at a, maybe not, it wasn't like a trigger point, but it was like a, obviously second semester, real rigorous. Just like a confluence of a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was, um, and it was the combination of the practice and the teachings around Zen that really like drew me in. Um, the, the books I read then are like super were super uh, pivotal in my life. And what books were they? If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Well, we read Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, which is the one of the canonical sort of um, books about Zen in the West, uh-huh. uh, written by Shenru Suzuki, who is uh, a Japanese Zen master who founded the San Francisco Zen Center. And there's basically three dudes, right? And like very much, by the way, as like a you know as three dudes around a table, yeah. Um, like. One of the things happening in American convert Buddhism right now is like there's a real questioning of like the patriarchy, you know, for yeah. the past like five to 10 years. And these are all men and these are all, uh, you know, Buddhism was displaced primarily by war, like the 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 uh, the China taking over Tibet, World War Two, like the Tibetan Most war. I mean, I think even the Chinese Civil War, too. Chinese Civil yeah, War. Yeah. But like the people who came to the West, I mean, it's like you can count them on one hand. It's like not a lot of people. And so for Zen, there was three people. Uh, I think two or three people, um, one of whom, the most prominent of whom was Shenru Suzuki. And so he wrote this book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, which is an incredible book. The other book they had us read was by Charlotte Jojo Beck called Nothing Special. And it was really nice. It was a, you know, obviously like different perspective as a white woman who learned in, I think, San Diego or LA. And it was like very soft and, you know, nothing special being this idea that like we are trying to build everything up and like moment to moment to be special. Like to think of ourselves as special, to think of our of our days as special, the things in our life as special, and actually like Zen is about the opposite. It's about yeah, I don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, so I say this word a lot, but it's it's almost like holding on to like consistent baseline. Like everyone's trying to have like a nine or ten day, mm. but it's like that happens once every once in a while, right? But if you can kind of like keep like a consistent, like if I can hit like a six or a seven consistently, it's like like that's great. Like that's a good life. I see. Yeah. I like I like numbers. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got that. Yeah. Apparently, seventeen times seven. Yeah. Is, uh... Unknown. No one knows. Undefined. Yeah. Error. <laughs> That's what the Excel spreadsheet would reflect. Um, and then so you said there were three books though. So that was two. Mm. And then I thought it was those are the two that I those remember. Are two? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I mean, you know, there have been a lot of books. I think. Um, well, the Art of Motors. Uh, have you read that one? The Art Zen, of Motorcycles. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle. Yeah, That's, I heard. I've, I don't know. I've heard that is yeah. actually mm-hmm. a like a entry point for yeah. Western yeah. Zen practitioners. Potentially. It's also the inner game of tennis. 
Oh, The Ending of Tennis is a great it's one. It's a very good book. Yeah. Really? You've yeah. read it? I've read it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What comes up for me is, as I hear that, because like the reason I think that's such a great book is it there's a, there's a there's a flavor of Zen and meditation that's indirect, right? And it's like, um, I'm sitting and I'm being with my breath and I'm gaining more insight into how my mind works. And like, that's not intuitive. It's not like, because usually we think we have to try to do something to get it to happen, right? If mm-hmm. I'm going to like learn how I work, I got to like go try and see how I'm working. Or if I want to like go, you know, whatever, if I want to like learn how to play tennis better, mm-hmm. I got to like try to get better at it. And you do in a sense. But what he says in that book is like, actually, it's the, the you know, find aspects of your physical sensory experience mm-hmm. and anchor your senses to those things and let your body do its thing. Yeah. It's a kind of, it's more about getting out of your own way than it is about trying to force something into being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Steph Curry has a masterclass on masterclass. That's right. Yeah. So, so Steph Curry talks about shooting the ball. Um, and he says, you know, the same thing that the guy says in, um, uh, inner game of tennis mm-hmm. or Zen in the art of archery, which is sort of a predecessor of the, Zen, of the inner game of tennis book. Um, but he talks about how, his form for shooting a shot is, you know, like one of the most important things is he finds a point on the basket he looks at. So he's like, for him, he talks about like the the place where the net loops into the rim closest to where he is. Mm-hmm. And that's his visual anchor. And like, you know, he sort of imagines the ball going up and over and into it, into the basket over that point where his, his thing locks. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the exact same as in, in uh, the inner game of tennis when he's like, you know, pick your pick your thing. Like for him, he talks about the sound, mm-hmm. like the twang of the ball, of the racket hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. Just focus your attention on the sensation of sound and the twang, get to know the twang of the, the ball hitting mm-hmm. the racket. And just like those sorts of like sensory touch points that when you're practicing the the craft of the thing that you're doing, you're anchoring your your senses and there's like some my like modern whatever like a little bit of psychological overlay on that is like it's actually nice to have multiple touch points so it's mm-hmm. like sound sight um the feeling of the ra- of the racket mm-hmm. in the hand or the feeling of the ball in the hand if you're playing basketball whatever your thing is um so then what you're doing is you're like focusing your conscious attention on these t- sensory touch points and then your body is learning how to do the craft with less interference from the mind yeah yeah, yeah. it's like more naturally tangible too right like it's not just like conceptually i'm going to hit the ball 45 degrees to do whatever it's like i'm gonna listen for this sound yeah and it's much more almost much more tactile except when i when i play it's less of a twang and more of like an explosion it's more of a yeah that's i don't think you're playing tennis at that point you are firing a gun some people describe my uh, forehand as okay. a gun yeah. i'm going to i'm going to call scott right now don't Confirm call scott that. don't call him okay please cool. don't call scott an explosion yeah nice uh what what gets me about it is um is how the, the guy describes teaching a tennis class and he you know he uses these techniques mm-hmm. and then he um and kind of in spite of himself, he has this moment where he's like, and everyone's like playing great. Everyone's playing great, playing great, like hitting great shots. And he says, great shot. All of a sudden, everyone starts going, starts. Playing terribly. Yeah, playing terribly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's that layer of like self-consciousness that comes yeah. up, even when we're positively reinforced. Um, I think that's such a fascinating little tidbit. They, mm-hmm. You talked about archery. I've heard that's true too, about that you, you're trying, you actually aren't trying to hit the target. Like you, it's so counterintuitive, like Jason was saying, but 
they were saying that if you try to hit the target, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you need to not, you need to almost like think about everything but the target. Like it's so it's kind of like the saying where it's like, you know, shoot for the moon because even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Right. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Everyone on the same page? I okay. think we're all cut from the same cloth right now. We're cloth cuts. <laughs> cloth cuts. Uh, the, the other thing that's actually very interesting, Lex, is you've been doing it for a very consistent amount of time. I would have imagined, you know, you learned something your senior year of undergrad, and that's carried you forward till now. I mean, I did Tai Chi for the second semester of my senior year. I am very very bad at it now so (laughs) what has motivated you to keep consistent i think for me i found it works like nothing else in my life Hmm. and and what does it work to do you know this is not why i necessarily sit um but like there's a way in which i know that if i'm feeling all over the place or i'm feeling you know whatever however i'm feeling if i can just get myself to my to the cushion for an hour or two everything is going to be different on the other side of that. Mm. Like there's no, um, and that's not why I do it kind mm. of in the way we were just talking about, mm. but like, I think there was a place where I crossed over and it was like, this really works. Yeah. This really works in a way that, you know, nothing else in my life works. Mm. Um, it's like a hack almost. Like, it's almost like, um, a, your daily practice is like, it's, it's now part of you. you yeah. To do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I would say the other thing, um, Buddhism means uh, awake, right? Awakeism is what it it, it um, means, oh, okay. and it points to the experience of waking up, which is you know the experience that Siddhartha Gautama had under the Bodhi tree, you know, twenty five hundred years ago. And um, there's a part of me, a large part of me, that wants to see that for myself. Yeah, like 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 enlightenment, almost. yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That thing. I mean, that thing. You know, it's talked about as being our birthright for all beings. And it's there. It's it's accessible. It just needs to be accessed. And like, there's a way in which I know it works, and there's nothing to strive for, and it's just a practice. And there's a way in which I am really curious about this thing, and I would like oh, to. That's cool. I'd like to taste it for myself. It's the pursuit. It's very <laughs> cool. Wow. So you haven't experienced it. I mean, you know, I've had I've had moments of of feeling no self or feeling whole. Um, I feel like there is a alignment that is possible that's slowly happening and i'm interested in that process continuing has that spilled over like your your frame of mind when you're practicing zen buddhism um to other aspects of your life that that are tangible yes definitely for me my personal opinion is like it just makes everything everything i'm doing it makes it I, i feel like i i'm able to be a little bit more skillful in it wow and where that really comes up is like you know, at work, for example. Yeah, like, I was going to say stress, like, like just like, generally. Stress is one thing, but also just like I found that over the years, I've become a little bit more plugged into like people, the way people are reacting to me. Cause I like say bombastic things and like piss people off a lot. And so, like, you know, like I'm a little bit more plugged into like, oh, like I should reassess what I'm saying right now, or I should reassess how I'm showing up right now. I'm a little bit more clued in to like my impact on other people. Oh, interesting. You know, like like on Zoom these days, right? It's yeah, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm able to like do say what I'm saying, but also like observe other people in a way that helps me show up for them better. Or oh, okay. show up for what I'm trying to do really? better. Oh, okay. Cuz that cuz that's what we're training. 
right? We're like, we're training the mind. We're training, you know, we're training the mind. I mean, I guess to go on a quick tangent, like there's practices that are more like concentration based. So we, we did a concentration practice today, like the breath practice. It's like, there's one point of focus, mm-hmm. but then there's also practices that are more awareness based where you're sort of just note, like noticing what's coming up, what's moving through your experience. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and so you're training these parts of mind, mm-hmm. right? And so in the world, they, they're a little bit enhanced over time on the long of time horizon, I think. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, so this whole idea around meditation, is it specific to Zen Buddhism? Yeah, most most traditions of training have a progression of starting with concentration practices and moving towards more awareness practices. Mm-hmm. So like in the Tibetan system, it's Dzogchen or Mahamudra are the two sort of end, end state practices in the various schools of Tibetan training. Tibet, the Tibetan system is very like regimented. Mm-hmm. Like you do one thing and then another thing and another thing and then, you know, eventually you come to Dzogchen or Mahamudra practice mm-hmm. in Zen in Soto Zen, which is what I well I, I study in a tradition that has elements of two major flavors of Zen, but the practice Shikintaza, which is like a open awareness practice. Most meditation schools end up with more of an open open awareness practice, but start with more of a like a concentration practice, like a breath based oh, okay. practice. I guess it's easier to get people to to get in with like a more basic type of practice like concentration and breathing because that's a little bit more tangible right and like digestible i guess exactly instead of going like all right we're gonna go we're gonna take you to calculus bc right now but you know instead of going to arithmetic (laughs) but but there's also no there's no fundamental difference right like you know something that my teacher says from time to time he's like what do you think the buddha was practicing when he woke up it's like it's interesting it's something it's something i'm very curious about oh yeah (laughs) It was calculus. <laughs> oh, you know the answer to that question? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Wow, you really are good at this. You're yeah. very, very good at this. So I guess what's next for you then? Like you've so you've been practicing for 14, 15 years. And it sounds like you're a student, but you do you also teach then? Or do no, you No, no, no. Oh, okay. uh, I would probably never teach or teach not and teach for a long, long time. I see. So um, perpetual in, student. In my perpetual student of life. Mm-hmm. Um I actually, it's a good question. Um, right now, I actually am training. So in Zen, it's much less gated than it is in other systems, but there are a few a few gates. So mm-hmm. the first gate is like becoming a, a formal training student, we call it. And so that involves like taking a teacher, getting permission from the teacher. You have to do a bunch of stuff. Like you have to go to a bunch of retreats, oh, like okay. meditation retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next step is called taking Jakai. Um, and so I'm training for that at this moment. Jakai is... Uh, the sort of like it's a formal commitment to the ethical and moral teachings of Zen. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are very much, you know, from one perspective, it's like, don't steal, don't harm other, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But it's much more in Zen. It's much more about recognizing non-self or non-duality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea is not that we are not stealing out of some idea of like morality or like good or bad in any sort of like in Zen, there's no good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet there is also uh, an ethical and moral system of training. And, oh, yeah. and the idea is that actually it starts to challenge some of the ideas we hold in our mind that keep us from perceiving the reality of non-self mm. or the reality of um, transience. Here's a, at a basic level, there's the, there's the confusion that myself stops at the, at the edge of my skin. Mm-hmm. And if I live and act out of that, I'm coming at my life from a fundamentally limited, this is the, the Zen view, 
right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming at my life from a fundamentally limited and confused perspective of what my life is. Mm -hmm. And so every part of Zen training, the arts, tennis, right? Archery, Mm -hmm. all of these things are designed to help poke holes in that idea of a self from Mm -hmm. different angles, poke holes and let a little light in to the, to the, to the reality, the baseline reality in all, in all Buddhist traditions, which is that like our self does not stop at this skin. Yeah. Um, and to perceive that directly and then to live out of that directly. Oh, it's so interesting that they use other activities to basically expound the practice. I, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. The I arts just, are big in mm-hmm. Zen as well. Yeah. yeah. Like I know like some of the like very simple like like calligraphy I think is mm-hmm. one. Like the tea ceremony. Tea ceremony. And, yeah. yeah. The sand. Yeah. Yeah. The bonsai. Yeah. Yeah. More anymore? Yeah. That's that's yeah. Or, or, origami. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I'm verging on like just being now you're just gonna start <laughs> racist. Can, now you're gonna start. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were the what are the other stages after yeah, the one that you're doing? That's now? what I was curious. Yeah, yeah. Um so after this uh years from now or whatever, like it's like way in the future, but essentially your teacher's like, cool, you're down to there's a promotion that happens. So you go mm-hmm. from being, I'm just a student right now. I'd be a Jakai student after taking Jakai. And and the thing with Jakai is like, so I, I do this period of study and then there's a week long retreat where like you sew a garment that you then wear each time you sit. And you, oh, there's wow. some stuff written on it and it gets sort of, your teacher writes something on it. And it's a whole, um, it's a very like profound from my, you know, from the little bit I know about it, like uh, sort of taking of vows like mm-hmm. the, the idea is like you're taking vows to live uh, to live in accordance with the teachings yeah um and so that is one step and then the next step is uh, becoming a senior student this is just our lineage this is just the way we do things in this one mm-hmm. random place that i happen to like i see i just found this place because like i lived across the street from the zen center in Brooklyn that I, not Brooklyn Zen Center, it's a different place, also amazing, probably more amazing. This is just how they do it randomly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you, there is a, you know, be, you become a senior student, at which point you're sort of like, you once in a while, you can you can give Dharma talks to mm-hmm. the community um, and you, you take a more prominent role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's like, you know, if your teacher, if you wake up, if you are, if you, if your teacher authorize, authorizes you as a teacher, then you become a teacher type of thing. Oh, oh interesting. I, I mean, it's, it's lineage based. So, right. you know, conceivably, who knows if this is fully true or not, but the Buddha, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's true. It's actually, this is a hundred percent fact, just like Pen six is 125 yes, years, years old. Um, but the Buddha woke up and then taught a bunch of people. And of them, a couple of them, he was like, you're good. I'm going to transmit the Dharma to you. It's called. And so that person became a teacher. And then like that person had students and then that person transmitted the, the Dharma. Oh, to students. Yeah, yeah. So it's all the way down. And so when we practice each week, when we do our weekly gathering, I mean, there's chance that happen every day, but for the, the Sunday weekly gathering that we do, we chant the names of the 30 of the 78 people who, you know, start starting with the Buddha. Uh, oh, wow. And then we chant the 78 names oh, that, wow. that, you know, there's only 78 people. Only 78 people. Wow. Yeah. Like, like and this is, Throughout time, well, for the last twenty five hundred years. Wow, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, maybe it's like eighty now or yeah. something. But it's yeah. kind of like pledging a frat where you have to like. It's know exactly all like pledging a frat. Well, yeah. what's interesting is this reminds. I know me it of... totally. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, there's a lot of elements of it that are like kind of, you know. Yeah, but any, this, <laughs> this <reminds laughs> any sort of structured we, organization. We, yeah. when we cult. Sp- structured cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, when we spoke to James, this is exactly how. He got promoted to like his black belt, right? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, about when, when he's talking, literally, like arts. we we were yeah. talking to uh, a guy who has his 
black belt in I think Japanese jiu-jitsu or something. Mm. There was a bit of a sense of the teacher's like, all right, you're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I think I was kind of, it's like very informal. I think the way that you're describing it, right. Yeah. It's almost kind of more like a feeling, but yeah. how is that any different than being like, all right, well you have to make sure you've done enough projects that generate enough, you know, Dharma points and then you become a, like assistant VP under this, you know, like, like it's just style, you know, it's just like the difference of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. how you pass it through. Yeah. 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 But I like the, like, it seems like a combination of this informality, but also this like very devoutness intense, like, yeah. yeah intense, like seriousness yeah. around it all. Yeah. 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 Or devotion. It's kind of like pen six. It's, literally it's exactly like pen sex yeah because we were incredibly we do acapella informal but yeah. then there are moments where it was very serious it was like a weird juxtaposition. does this go back to all roads weird juxtaposition all yeah. roads go back to jason is this is this somehow like a that's like buddhism in a nutshell <laughs> so, so the dude was sitting under the tree 2500 years ago and was like there's this man who will come. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So what he did is he closed his <laughs> no, eyes no, and he that, saw a picture of you going. That was Jason. That <laughs> was Jason. Up. That was oh, Jason was sitting under me. the tree. Whoa. <laughs> That's like actually what's going on. Yeah. But I'm not joking. <laughs> cool. All roads do lead to Jason. <laughs> yeah. That's what I learned. I think that's, that's yeah. the most important lesson I think of all. Oh, man. <laughs> but also, who the heck is Jason? That yeah, is, who is that Jason? is true. Yeah. These are all Zen questions. Well, we all are. Yeah, yeah, we all are. This is somewhat of a tangential question, but um, I've been hearing a lot about transcendental meditation and how that's like a real hip like is thing hip? that's happening. At least yeah. in like it's gotten hip again. In like yeah, again. Well, there is a yeah. So I was gonna. I was actually. I think a lot of people too. in like Hollywood, a lot of like, you know, a lot of yeah. celebrities who who are the ones that are like creating a lot of this like podcast content or interview content. Yeah. They'll, they'll they'll talk about it. So what makes it different than... Um, I don't know what the depths of the teachings are. I don't know. Like, I, I know that there's a lot of depth to it. I just don't know what, you I know, see. like, what is... Like, Buddhism is a 25,000-year-old tradition with a bunch of, you know, yada, yada. I think there's, like, a little bit, maybe less, like, meat from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because it's, like, a young, younger, it's a younger religion right? or younger um, school of thought. What I know is that basically, like, the core way you get into that is you, like, do this program where they give you, a like, personal mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you have to pay a bunch of money um, to this organization, and oh. and there's this great quote um, by Alan Watts, who's this really great. Like, oh, Zen, I know Alan Watts. You know Alan Watts. I listen. I listen to the his talks a lot when I'm like feeling a little fuzzy. Yeah, it's like it centers you so much. It, yeah, I, I do the same thing. Big fan. I yeah. love his talks. They have the 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 one where they draw it at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. But I just I listened to one like last week. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. The, there there's some that are like put to music that I really like as well. Yeah, yeah. I put them on regularly too. Oh yeah, it's, that's like yeah, it's weird. It's I listen to it instead of music. Sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. Just, just I'll be like cooking and I'll be like, oh, this is. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I love this guy. Yeah. Do you know him? No, okay. he does not. Maybe I, you can explain. He's he's, yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. But just to go back to what you're saying with with uh, transcendental meditation, when I say that they charge for it, it make and they they charge for this mantra, this like personal mantra that they give you, and it, you know, from one perspective, it's a little bit like yo, and then. But why I have no problem with it. There's this great Alan Watts quote that I love. He's like a Zen teacher is like someone who steals your watch and then sells it back to you. And, and, and he's like, it sounds awful, but if that's what it takes for you to realize you have a watch, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so that, that's what I think of when I think that's of cool. yeah, transcendental yeah. meditation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, actually, I have a dear friend who's she's like really gotten into it. And um, mantra meditation is another one of those meditations, like breath. It's fundamental. Yeah. Like you can breathe when you're waiting when you're waiting for the subway. You can say your mantra when you're waiting for the subway. Like it, it's a very portable meditation that you can call upon at any time. You can it can it grows in richness over time. Um, for example, almost the entire Tibetan tradition is built on the mantra Om Mani Padme Hum. Mm-hmm. Which you might have heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah heard that. You know, the couple month, month or two I spent in this like Tibetan village uh, in India, some of the people there seemed the most like happy and at peace, at ease than yeah. anyone I've met. And they just say, you know, instead of like walking down the street, they'll just walk down the street saying Om Mani Padme Hum all the time to themselves. Wow. And uh, that Whoa. by itself is like a in an in an audible way. Just... Sometimes. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're walking down with their malas and they're doing their mala thing. Sometimes it's yeah, yeah. you know, oh, wow. yeah, and it's just like a way to keep your mind present. And what happens at these retreats? Uh, it depends. Different different places are different. I can say uh, a week-long retreat in at our monastery, at, at Zen Mountain Monastery. Uh, you wake up, wake, wake up around 3.30, 3.45. You start sitting around 4.15. You've got a period of around two hours, and then there's breakfast, a short work period, usually cleaning or cooking, like uh-huh. sort of caretaking for the monastery. Then another sitting period for a couple hours, then a short break, or then lunch and a short break, and then another three-hour period, and then dinner and a short break, and then another couple hours. It's like around 10 hours of sitting a day. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, it's Wait, what time are you going to bed? Like, I mean, they say like the last period ends at nine, um, but you know, frequently you, you'll stay a little bit after, or you sit a little bit longer or something like that. So so they don't believe in like in a full night's rest. I find that um, it's not a problem. Like, like you feel more awake. I was going to ask that yeah, because if yeah. you're doing 10 hours of like deep meditation, I almost feel like you're so centered at that point that you might need less sleep. I don't know. Less everything, less food. Oh, less, yeah. I mean, that's my experience when I go there is like, I feel like I just don't need, like my body is lighter. Okay. So the way my experience when I get there is like the first couple of days, I'm, I'm, this is like whatever each, each time is different. And my teacher's like hitting me with a stick saying this out loud, but like, but like each, each time, each moment is different. Right. So to have expectations is unhelpful. Uh, um, yeah. But within that frequently there's like a period of arrival where like for me, I'm pretty tired mm-hmm. and like it's uh, there's some grogginess and then everything kind of gets lighter and like my body lightens up. Like mm. I just feel like I don't need sleep as much. I don't feel like I need food as much. It's just like, I just feel like I'm carrying around less. And I, for me, it's physical. Like I feel like when yeah. I sit for a while, I like drop off baggage. And so I'm just carrying around less. So that means I need less Man. food, less whatever, less Interesting. sleep. And are these retreats all silent? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, they're silent retreats. We do chants at various points throughout the day. Um, we do like I after the after your first full day there you see one of the teachers I see my teacher when I'm there like every day um, so in a short like five or ten minute conversation oh okay um, so I'm able to like bring whatever's coming up for me talk with him about it um, or one of the teachers about it and then like go back to my seat oh. do you <laughs> do you also keep in touch with the other students or is it more of a personal practice between you and your teacher yeah I mean you know when I was in Brooklyn, I would see people all the time and I would, I was friends with them. I mean, mm. still I'm friends with them. I figured I was going to move back and I was probably going to find a different community here, but like I moved back as the, um, as the pandemic hit yeah, yeah. and like everything's online. And so I can kind of stay, which is great. Um, oh, yeah. so I think I'm going to stay with the community that I'm in. And I think I'm also going to try to find another one, a place. We'll just find a place to practice here or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting, I'm getting the stay tuned vibes. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Big I'm things are coming. Eagerly awaiting <laughs> season two. <laughs> yeah. And like all great lessons on meditation, we have a pop quiz for you. Oh, yeah. Like they do in Zen Buddhism. What a segue, by great the way. Segue. I just want to like put that out nope. there. <laughs> I actually, I was actually at, at, uh, Land Zen yesterday in San oh, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I saw someone. I also thought, what a segue. They were writing a segue. They were, oh, oh. Yeah, a lot of segue. I feel like that's where most segues are now. I feel is like, in that part of San Francisco. Like all the segues of the world have just slowly, world. <laughs> slowly moved just to that little corner. Because you don't see them anywhere else. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. That, that's where they yeah. all are. Yeah. I think after the, there's like a homing beacon. I think after the <laughs> the CEO or the founder of Segway died, oh God, that's driving on a Segway. So tragic. Whoa, is that what happened? Yeah, he died driving a Segway. I believe off, that, off a cliff. Cliff. Yeah, that's um, yeah, ironic. Very, yeah. very ironic. Um, okay, but you know what's not ironic is this next pop quiz question. <laughs> <laughs> so, so smooth, smooth <laughs> as. Butter. Can't wait to edit this. All right. <laughs> Great. Uh, so we're going to st- start with what we call top five. Mm-hmm. So, Lix, what are your top five tips for getting into meditation? Yeah, um, I would say um, one is to have a, a clear practice that is the same one every time if possible, like breath or mantra or something, some sort of good, strong, like basic practice. Mm-hmm. And like, because like switching all the time, I think... Um, can feel good in the short term, but uh, I think like in the long term, it really helps to develop a singular practice um, oh. that you that you do when you develop a deeper relationship with over time. So, but you still can like shop around, but once you find one that you kind of connect with, you yeah. Can yeah, 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 yeah. And like you know, even like um, you know, I have people who are like, oh, sometimes I like to lie down and do shavasana. Sometimes I like to you know deep breath or do whatever, right. do loving kindness practice. Like, there's all these different practices you can do. I see. And and I think it's. My opinion is that I've gotten a lot out of finding one and sticking with it yeah, mm-hmm. um, and allowing it to grow in richness over time. Nice. Great. Um, I got to do four more. It does not have to be five. Okay. It is a misnamed game. So if you L- have... Let's just say that every, it's gotta be five. every guest does five. Yeah, it's five. But okay. it doesn't have to be five. Great. Great, great, great. Yeah. All right, number two. I'll, I'll, I'll stretch those into in, in, in two. Um <laughs> is to make it a regular habit and to like find a way to keep doing it and yep. to not fall off of the, um, off of the wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably number two. Um, number three is like, it's so easy to get caught up in like a game of judging ourselves. Like, I'm like, I'm doing well, I'm doing bad. I'm good at this. I'm bad at this. Like, uh-huh. you know, like, like good practice or bad practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Note he he pointed to me when he said good practice. Pointed to Jason when he said bad practice. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> but it's it is such a strong and confused state of mind that we walk around in mm-hmm. is the dividing of things into good or bad, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's like and especially when it comes to meditation people have this idea that you're going to have like a clear mind and a quiet mind many people when they sit the first time do have a clear and quiet mind because they haven't done anything like that before and every new experience generally creates a clear mind um but like for most of us like if you do it every day for a week or a month like you're going to mostly encounter mind noise and like if that leads to like oh i'm not good at this or i'm bad at this or whatever like i can't do this 
all of that is like, that's just not what's going on. Like what's happening is the mind is being trained each time we notice our distraction and come back. That's, mm. that's all of it. Mm-hmm. And so just to like, to like not judge ourselves about our experience of meditation and to just do it. And each time the mind notices distraction, just come back, mm-hmm. come back to the body, come back to the breath or whatever the practice is that you're, that's the anchor of, mm-hmm. of meditation. Yeah. Um, cool. Number four, I think is like uh, coming at it. I mean, these are all kind of related. So you know, I'm, I'm splitting up one thing. It's into okay. five. Yeah. Um, but like a gentle, a gentle curiosity, right? Like we're the, the whole thing is like, it's about c- cultivating a sense of gentle curiosity about ourselves and how we work and um, what what it's like to be inside this body, to be inside the skin, to be, to, you know, to have organs and muscles and all of these things. And so um, cultivating a sense of gentle curiosity, I think, about what's going on in our experience um, is like a really helpful piece of it, right? As part of not, like not judging. Um, and I would say number five is uh, meditation and, and Buddhism, but, you know, just meditation even. It's about becoming friends with yourself and like noticing how we treat ourselves moment to moment and starting to treat ourselves more kindly. Like a great checking question is like these thoughts that I'm thinking about myself or my practice or whatever, like, would I say this to a friend? Like, would I actually say these, say these things to someone that I love? And so if that is, you know, if that's not something you would say to someone you love, like, why are you saying it to yourself? You Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. can we be nicer and friendlier with ourselves? Um, and meditation is truly a tool for practicing that, for cultivating that, right? Like, you know, I, I'll say this, like, I, I can say very few things about my practice. Like, you know, like I, I can sense da, 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 da. What I will say is like, I will have practices sometimes where I sit for an hour and my mind is all over the freaking place. Mm-hmm. And I, I have, I never think I'm bad at this. I never get down on myself. I ne- mm-hmm. It doesn't dampen my desire to do my practice the next day. And it doesn't make me speak negatively to myself Mm -hmm. in my own mind Mm -hmm. and like over a decade like that might be the thing i'm proudest of is like that relationship is not has been severed between doing something and feeling bad at it and then like chastising myself Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. it and so noticing those thoughts and letting go of those thoughts of like not being friendly with yourself is awesome. number five. Yeah, I got to five. That's great. You got Nailed to five. He, that's really those, good. That was like a... Oh, yeah. wait, wait. Maybe even a bonus. A bonus. Because the, wow, bonus. The, the last thing that I wrote down was you were talking about your friend and how she like sometimes cries at the end of every session. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, as part of being friends with yourself, like that shit happens. Like I've had a moment, like I, I have a moment very clearly when I was at the monastery, like definitely ball each time I go to go on session. Like, oh. It's like, oh yeah. I mean, because there's just parts of myself that I encounter that I had been passing over right bypassing um and like that's actually kind of how the becoming friends with myself part happens for me it's like i start to notice things about my experience that i was bypassing and like i start to hold space for them to be okay and um over a long period of time like that i guess is like kind of the mechanism so like as you notice emotion in practice like it's okay like that's part of how we cultivate the mind Mm -hmm. that's wild yeah We've never gotten a top six. That was, that was, was like really yeah, five. And I mean, I really just kind of like looking colors. at the last thing I had written yeah, down. That's and so was Harker like, school of you, you know, a little bit of extra credit. Oh God. Um, but your, your top six, uh, something in there reminded me of a question that I didn't get, that I didn't ask, but yeah. I, I am curious about. So um, Buddhism, being Buddhist, 
we're practicing Buddhism? Yeah. I don't know the yeah, phrasing. Yeah, yeah. What's the connection between that and meditation? Like, is that like one and the same thing? Yeah. Right. It's a great question. Or is it, you know? Yeah. Um, Buddhism is a set of teachings about the nature of life and self and reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation is the means by which to verify those teachings. Oh, uh, okay. That yeah. is such a great, yeah. like great, like, <laughs> it was almost like a, like a, yeah, like a, he's flown. Like right you now. volleyed that. Like you just, like you set him up and just, let's just knock yeah, him yeah, down. Yeah. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. He was, he was looking for the twang and he just, I'm going to, I'm going to quote that as, that's amazing. That was very good. Wow. You, I think you've, this is one of the best top fives. Six. Uh, this is the best top six for sure. <laughs> Definitely one of the top, top fives. Yeah. 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 Wow. Cool. Um, all right, so next game is either or. So I'm going to present you with two options, and all you have to do is pick one. Okay. Right. And I'm I made I've made so many of these, so we're <laughs> yeah. going to go through all of them. Yeah. There are so <laughs> many. These are things I want okay. recorded. Okay. I am not going to react as much as I normally do because this list is a laundry list. It's of a very things. long. All right. Here great, we go. Okay. 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 Rapid fire. Brooklyn or Bay Area? Oh, Bay. Yeah, because that's home. Bay, bay. Yeah, yeah, bay, bay. But also Brooklyn. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Love no, this. No. <laughs> Already loving this. <laughs> All right. Harker football or Harker math team? Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be a football. Okay. All right, interesting. Uh, post route or corner route? Corner. Corner? Definitely corner. You were always constantly running corner Well, routes. I mean, w- I, was cutting, I was cutting corners. But like we actually, in our system, we did a, it, it was a post corner. Uh-huh. And, and and so so like the idea is you run the post route um, until the second step and then you pivot and you go out. Wow. And so post corners are great because if you have a quarterback who can make that throw, it's pretty easy to be open. Yeah, yeah. 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 Licks was a big deal uh wide receiver. I was a big deal wide receiver. I definitely really? yeah. I definitely caught like one or two passes a year. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will follow with you. I have a friend of mine who was on the Harker team in 03. Oh, so wow. Wait, who? Follow up the offline. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was like, I know them then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Harker School or Marin Country Day School? What? What? No? Doesn't ring a bell? Harker School. Okay. Okay. All right. Kevin Sue or Michael Lynn? Oh, Michael Lynn, baby. Oh, interesting. And you know both of these people, right? I know. I know both oh, these oh, people. Okay. Michael Lynn lives probably, I mean, you know, he grew up not far from here. He went to Saratoga. Or oh, he didn't nice. go. He he lived in Saratoga. Oh, cool. Oh, for Michael Lynn. Yeah, you uh, probably know him too. Yeah, I do know him. Yeah, everyone knows him. Everyone knows Michael Lynn. Yeah. God. Oh, Michael Lynn, a, who went to Saratoga High School. No, I think Michael no, Lynn went to. He did hardcore. Oh yeah, he went to Saratoga High School. He went to Saratoga, yeah. right? Yeah, he went to Saratoga. Oh, okay. So I know Michael Lynn. This you is know Michael Lynn. So, so so sorry. Question for you: Kevin Sue or Michael Lynn? Jason? <laughs> Michael Lynn is oh, okay. the one I know. So the reason I bring this up is because Licks here competed in a math league competition in seventh grade, of which the results are online. Yeah. And Kevin Sue and Michael Lynn are the two Harker students who did better than you at that competition. Michael did better than me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Just I, a, a few places. Honestly, like you actually, you, honestly, you were top 10. Picking at that scab <laughs> more than. No, I don't believe decade it. Decade and a half later. I don't, don't believe, believe it. it. I think that's wrong. The results are online in Plan S Day. And the reason why I asked about Marin Country Day School is because they came second place to Harker oh. at, that, at that same competition. Wow. You are digging. I am. Real deep. I spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pen six or off the beat? Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, off the beat. That one's obvious. Yeah. Off the beat. They're we're off the beat. Very talented. 
All right, Goldman Sachs or McKinsey? <laughs> oh, McKinsey, baby. Yeah, that's what I thought. Who's going to tell Goldman Sachs what to do? That's what I thought. All right. So you were you were so close to becoming. I want this on the record. You were so close to becoming an investment banker, and then you took that Zen Buddhism class. Um, Correct. That's yeah, yeah. That's what okay. happened. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. All right. Uh, soft materials or hard materials? <sighs> soft. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you want some context? I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> So Lix is a material science engineer, and I'm pretty sure that you literally took a class called soft materials. Soft materials, yeah. <laughs> and there's a class called hard materials, right? I don't or know. Or was it just soft I think, materials? Is that like metallurgy or metals or? Um... It's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's soft insane. materials. Yeah, soft right. materials. All right. Management or technology? Ooh, technology. Mm, okay. Yeah. Black Rock City or HMO City? Oh God. Black Rock City because it's more recent. Okay, cool. Yeah. But um, HMO, everyone has to have a good HMO plan. They do, yeah. We are the champions or we are the 99%. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we are the champions only because I'm just having a queen moment. Okay, But, cool. I mean, we are the 99%. We are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's queen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moriarty's or John's Roast Pork? Moriarty's. Yeah, of course, yeah. obviously. Yeah. All right. Uh, pre-wedding playlist or post-wedding playlist? Post. Post. Post has um, that song by Rye. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, God. That song is transcendent. That song is transcendent. very good. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it has a uh, 93 Till Infinity on it. I think back yeah, to Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, 93 yeah. Till Infinity. Um, I used to serve uh, one of the members of that group, uh, Hot Dogs, at, at the food truck. At the dojo? Yeah, at the dojo. Oh, my Anyways, gosh. so... Pre-wedding, I'm surprised Kelsey doesn't know what this is. The, uh, for our wedding, uh, Dora and I made two Spotify playlists. One for pre. Oh, you do know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I would have gone post. I would have. Oh, okay. Post, post is So good. you listen to it too? I listen, yeah. I, oh, okay. Post is I thought great. Lix was the only person on the planet who listened to those playlists. I think, I think I heard about the playlist when you said, Kelsey, these are the playlists for the pre-wedding and the post-wedding playlist. <laughs> and I forced you to listen to them. You were like, and I watched you And you said, look at this list of songs for pre-wedding and post-wedding. And I remember being like, okay. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Athlete or Sportal? Oh, God, Sportal. That's right, yeah. the original. GPS or GMS? GMS. <laughs> okay, nice. Good answer. You gotta have some good musical spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Orlando Bloom or Bill Clinton? Orlando Bloom. Interesting. So, yo-ho, yo-ho, Pirate's Life for me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice. So both of these people showed up on a list called Celebrities Who Are Buddhist. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Bill Clinton? <laughs> right? Yo. Surprising? Yo. <laughs> Doubts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right. And last but not least, Jason or Kelsey. Oh man. Yep. Uh, this is this is to both. Both of you uh, both of you okay. are wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Good okay. answer. I'm not trying to choose. Wow. That felt great. <sighs> That was a great either or. It was a lot, but we went through it pretty pretty swiftly and yeah. all good answers. Also, no hesitation. Respect. Because no sometimes hesitation. we get it. Ah, well, mm, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. were just like, boom, Orlando Bloom, not Jason. <laughs> boom, boom. I was just like, <laughs> exactly. Just firing yeah. away. All right. Well, 
Ooh, that was we fun. Got, well, we're not done yet, my friend. <laughs> oh, we are we're far, far from, from done. done. We are yeah. on like game three of, I want to argue, 17. <laughs> oh, 17. No, no, the next game, which we will go a bit quicker, <sighs> it's called Factor Fiction Meditation Edition. So I'm going to read a statement, and you are going to tell me whether it is fact or fiction. Okay. You are going to be playing against Jason. We will start with the first statement. An estimated <clears throat> 50 to 100 million people meditate worldwide. On three. One, two, three. Fact. Uh, Lex, you say fact. Jason, you say fiction. Yeah. It is fiction. Oh. Yeah. 200 to 500 million it's people way more are than estimated that. to meditate worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Here's my question. Yes. Of the people that say they meditate, how many of them actually meditate? <laughs> the how, source. How many of them are Bill Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> the source of disturbmenot.co does not have that information. Mm. So. Okay. But you can source check me ASAP. Yeah. (laughs) Next statement. Almost six times more children used meditation in 2017 than they did in 2012. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fact. Fact. It is fiction. Oh, my gosh. Almost ten times more children used meditation in 2017 than they did in 2012. So, so, so... You saw 10 and you were like, I'm going to put six in there. I wanted to see if, it, if you felt like, oh, six seems, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. I just wanted to get, I wanted so to. So why get... not like four? Four was where I was going to go with initially. <laughs> oh, really? No. <laughs> this is a magic trick. Yeah. Like what's happening okay, right yeah. now? <laughs> in here, a dove out of my vest pocket. <laughs> nice. Next statement. According to the Pew Research Group, the percentage of Catholics who meditate weekly or more is higher than the percentage of Muslims who meditate weekly or more in the United States? Oh, loaded question. Wow. Fact or fiction? On three. One, two, three. Fact. fact. You both say fact? Yeah. It is fact. Nice. 40% of Catholics report meditating <gasps> weekly or more often, while 35% of Muslims report meditating in the same frequency. Ooh. Wow. So that's, that's pretty close. Those are high yeah. percentages. They are very yeah. high percentages. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. Next statement. Agnostic Americans are more likely to meditate than atheists. On three. One, two, three. Fiction. Fact. It is fact. Oh, man. I'm getting killed percent here. Of agnostics <laughs> in the U.S. meditate weekly or more versus 19% of atheists in the U.S. Hmm. Huh. All right. Last oh. question. I think it's 2-1, two, 2-0 two, zero. Zero right now. 2-0. But that's only if we're keeping score. Life is nature. So... We let nature does not keep fact <laughs> a thousand points. Licks is in the lead, 1,000 yeah. to two. Wow. Uh, last statement the second highest percentage of U.S. adults by religious group that meditate weekly or more often is Jehovah's Witnesses, only surpassed by Buddhists. Wait, say, say that whole something one more the time. The second highest percentage of U.S. adults by religious group that meditate weekly or more often is Jehovah's Witnesses, only surpassed by Buddhists. I'm ready. On three. One, two, three. Fiction. fiction. You both say fiction? Yeah. It is fiction. Nice. 77% of Jehovah's Witnesses meditate weekly or more often, while 66% of Buddhists meditate weekly or more often. Damn. Wait, whoa. That is not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was trying to put yeah, a spin yeah, on yeah. it. Uh, quick Additional caveat, Jehovah's Witnesses are encouraged by the church to meditate. Hmm. Whoa. As well as Mormons, I believe. 
Yeah. Oh, right. I had no idea. Right. Quakers I, too. That was surprising Quakers. to me that there, wow. that Jehovah's wit a higher percentage of Jehovah's Witnesses meditate weekly or more often than Buddhists. Mm. I don't know. That could be loaded. Maybe there's a lot of Bill Clinton like maybe Jehovah's Witnesses. Maybe are, that, but also back to like what Lix was saying earlier. Maybe some Buddhists already feel like they have enough proof. <laughs> So they don't need to meditate. They, they hit. They they hit. Yeah. They they're, they met the target. They're they're so in belief. <laughs> <laughs> they have enough enlightenment points yeah, to yeah, cash exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, the score I think was a thousand to two. So Jason really wow. spirited so sorry. out. Man. I tried. Like, sorry about that. You man. know, really, I was. Yeah. You really pulled it out at the end. It was. It was hard. It yeah. was like a seventh grade math yeah. league all over again. It was like. It was like. It was kind of <laughs> off the beat, but then like just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Great work with that. Next, we have recommendations. Oh. So just give you some categories. Your best recommendation. Great. All right. First, music. Oh, Beirut. I've been enjoying them recently. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 City. Uh, movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of The Matrix because you, you put that out there. That is a good movie. It's, it's, a, great great movie. it's, it's movie. a great movie. You, you got to watch it again in time for the next one coming exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So now I feel prepared. Right. Yeah. Don't need to watch the sequels. Revolutions wasn't bad. Okay. Yeah, the first one, right? No. That's the second no, one. No, no, no. Reloaded second. was the second one. Oh, I, I kind of liked Reloaded. Reloaded was good. Yeah. I thought Revolutions was okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot of people poo-poo on Revolutions. I thought it was good. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, TV? Um, <laughs> I love Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. Uh, you are not the first yeah. person to say it's that. Good. And you will not be the last. I really need to watch it. <laughs> it's you haven't really seen it? good. I tried to watch the first episode. A really close friend of mine told me I You got to watch the first three or okay. so. It takes That's a while. It's like a little kid show, but like it ramps up. All right. YouTube video. Ooh, I mean, Alan Watts. I was going to say. You know? Okay. I've been loving Alan Watts. I also really enjoy, uh, I don't watch a lot of regular seasons, like Warriors games, but like I'll watch the 10 minute highlight reel they put Uh, after. It's really, it's like a little basketball snack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's all the best parts. Yeah. 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 All right. And then finally, a life hack. Ooh, a life hack. Not sleeping with your phone in your room. Oh, in the room, yeah. in the room. Yeah. Ooh. Getting like getting getting an alarm. I just got an alarm clock. I like oh, I see, with I see. a couple yeah, different yeah. alarm clocks. All right, great hack, yeah. great tips, great Those recommendations. Are, no, I yeah. actually, I might try that. Yeah, getting yeah. an alarm clock is really yeah. Yeah, I don't you because I don't even need the phone anymore because the the child will. Oh, the, I see. The child will make me so that's I don't really need one anymore for that. I see. So. I see. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm gonna try that. All right, good work. <laughs> Up next, it's called go tos. Oh. So similarly, this is just like what what are your go to? Yeah. So what's your go to place to walk around? Oh, right now it's Bernal, Bernal Heights, Bernal okay. Hill. Yeah, 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 it's amazing. Um, your go to people watching spot, Bernal Hill. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess maybe yeah. Your go to <laughs> lunch, mmm, leftovers, leftovers. Yeah. Oh, I like no, that. No, finding that's a, wrong. finding no, like a way that. finding a way to take anything I have that's left over and adding a lot of mushrooms to it. Oh, yeah. I love mushrooms. You're one of those. Yeah. That's a good life hack. You're not into mushrooms? I'm neutral on mushrooms. Oh, I'm so neutral. you're not into umami? <laughs> so much derision in that. <laughs> so much. This is the last episode we will ever record because I will not be in the room with this much umami. scathing indictment. <laughs> uh, go to form of procrastination. Mm. 
reading Meme Random and ESPN on the internet. Meme Random is this like political uh, news aggregator. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. bad. Your go-to guilty pleasure. Fries. Yeah, that's a very, all the, yeah, yeah. All the very time. underrated yeah. good answer. That is a very good answer, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and your go-to night out. Ooh. The one that I love. Have y'all had kava? Yeah, is the, re- the restaurant in San Francisco? It is a, kava is this like East Asian island tea drink. Oh, not thing. even close. Someone in college did a report. Did, yeah. a, did a project marketing kava. I think. Ka- yeah. Kava, it tastes like dirt. Uh-huh. It tastes does not taste good. Mm. It produces like this very, it's my favorite intoxicant of any sort. It's like a very, it's not, not even toxic. It's like a very mildly psychoactive drink. Uh-huh. Uh, just like you just feel super relaxed and chill. Yeah. Ooh. But like, and it's got no, as far as I can tell, no side effects. It just tastes like crap. I feel like all intoxicants like do something bad to you. But like this one does it on the way in, and once it's in, you're like golden. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Love it. There's like a kava bar in Oakland, in Berkeley, and I believe one in San Bruno. Oh, okay. Check nice. the internet for your, for oh, your uh, local listings. So many like little recommendations. Like, little nits and nats. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, That's great. And then finally, your go-to <laughs> night in. Cooking and watching Avatar. Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> glowing recommendation. I got yeah. to get on this. <laughs> All right. Very good work. We're now at our last game. No. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's called Won't You Haiku. Oh. So collectively, we're going to write a haiku together. Great. You'll get the first line. Okay. Five syllables, and then Kelsey, and then me. Okay. All right. And we together, we're going to write a haiku about meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got the first line. Mm-hmm. Sarah Toga, here. Zen Buddhism makes me smile. <laughs> I just tried it once. <laughs> that's that's good, right? That's <laughs> those Nailed are really those it. were three really good separate ideas. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It actually makes sense. Yeah. All right, it's Saratoga, Saratoga. here. Zen Buddhism. Uh, makes, makes me, me smile. smile and i, tried I just once. tried it once this is the first time i've done it and i yeah i've okay. just done it this one time cool in saratoga yeah here here, <laughs> here. wait I didn't, wait there yeah here here or yeah. there yeah oh here okay here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no i think it, yeah right made sense made perfect sense <laughs> 125 years right yeah yeah i mean great yeah confirmation bias a bit (laughs) it's very hard when the first two lines are trash (laughs) it made sense right it's good right it's good it's good it's totally good right as long as we all agree old hands and (laughs) awesome well licks i i learned a lot today i think one thing is just the intent of like activities that are associated with zen buddhism as a form of teaching zen buddhism so i was i thought that was really cool that they're kind of almost tricking you into believing a set of ideals which i feel like indirectly i have been buying into so it's been very cool and just generally your uh i see your devotion also to zen buddhism is very apparent and i think the way you speak about it again like you had very good answers for things where i could not believe that you hadn't like written them down beforehand (laughs) 
and that Jason had passed you a list of the questions we were going to ask you. Um, so it's, it's, it does seem like it's very much a part of you and it, and it's, uh, it's nice to see that you found something that you can connect so deeply with. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, what'd you learn? Um, I, well, I learned a lot cause this was on, it was my first time doing a meditation. And mm. so just experiencing that I thought was really cool. And it's nice that we did it together yeah. in a podcast format. It's like pretty fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, Lick said that this idea when he was doing his great top six, he was saying this idea of being kind to oneself and like not being judgmental and like that sort of, that sort of thing. And I, I was, it just reminded me how, I don't know if you, you, you probably don't re- realize this, but um, Lick has always been like that. And that's before like years and years of this Zen meditation practice. Like that is probably the quality that I would describe him as and just extremely positive and like optimistic and a very like uplifting person. So it's, it's cool that like, I guess you've like come back to that through, through all the stuff that you've been doing since then. Um, but you know, I just feel like that was like always there. Right. Um, yeah, so it's nice to wow. to have this chat and to feel that again. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> this that's is great. Really nice. I I feel very special being here and oh, like this okay. is so fun. I yeah, love yeah. I love that I love the the thing that you're doing here. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You will be surprised by the number of guests who are not big fans of the <laughs> thing we're doing here, but yeah. That's one more for the like column. Yeah, yeah. Always good. Great. Um, yeah, any other final thoughts or I'm just very thankful to both of you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. was very this, fun. This was, this was great. Yeah. And yeah. So thank you, Lix, for taking the time. Thank you for being here, coming all the way down. Um, and yeah, I guess more importantly, like thank you for being a friend for all these years. I really appreciate your brother. that. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to thank all of our listeners. Um, thanks for tuning in. And we wish everyone a great week. Yes. Thanks. Have a great week. As always. And have that great week. <laughs> Do it. You have to do it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Say bye. Okay, bye-bye. We have to do it. I was like, we have to I have to have a good week. Is that what I have to do? Have to have a good week. That's Uh, what we've been talking about here this entire time. Okay, I blacked out after we did the meditation part. So what happened? Sorry. (laughs) You're just coming back. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. It's like, has it been 15 minutes yet? (laughs) (laughs) I have to record it again. Definitely not. (laughs) Have a great week, all. Bye. Bye, everyone. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere. Multiple times. 